But sometimes a great call to action is simply learning about your audience. Ask them something specific. So here's a pet peeve of mine is when people do videos and they're like, just drop a comment and let me know if you liked my video. You don't need validation. That doesn't help you learn anything about your audience. What you mm -hmm. want to ask is something specific. What is your biggest struggle with live video right now? What is it that's holding you back? What like something specific? And then when you're done, engage with them. Mm -hmm. answer their question. Make sure we're like, that's the other thing is you don't want to ghost people. Like if they're there and they're answering you, I mean, I have ads running, people comment on the ads. We still go, we go in there and answer every single comment to make sure that people feel heard. And that is just such a, uh, I think it's an overlooked gift for, for really like, like grow, I say growing, growing a bunch of super fans, right? Like mm -hmm. they just become super fans. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she really answered. And I do. Welcome to the Talking Silkworm Podcast, the go-to show for coaches and entrepreneurs seeking to build and grow their audiences by using the power of their voice. We provide valuable insights, advice, and resources to help you create a strong online presence and connect with your ideal audience. Whether you have a podcast, video channel, course, or any other type of content that involves your voice, with new episodes every week, you'll always have access to the latest strategies for taking your voice-based content to the next level. Are you ready to take action and start building your audience? Tune in and let us help you unleash the power of your voice. Whatever social media platform you use now contains video. Whatever form of communication, whatever way you, you use to access to information and develop new skills has video. And yes, I know we are podcasting advocates here. We focus on teaching people how to create their podcasts and how to connect with their audience through podcasts. But we are also video users and you can also benefit a lot from video, even if you're creating a format podcasting, which is based on audio only. And beyond that, as we always say, skills are transferable. That means if you learn how to podcast, then you know how to master the audio for video. And if you know, or if you learn how to use video, then you can use video on different situations and settings that will help you grow your business and grow an audience. Now that we know the importance of video, let me tell you that we've brought an expert and she will tell us everything we need to know about what the right mindset is and the right gear is for you to get started when you want to create a video for your business. Her name is Tracy Phillips. She is such an expert that she was nominated for an Emmy in 2013. She is the go-to person when you need to learn about how to grow an audience for your business by using or leveraging the power of video. She's the founder of a company called Video Script Success, where she helps entrepreneurs to nail down the messaging behind their videos. We're gonna be covering topics such as the importance of using video for your business, how to lose the fear of speaking into a camera, because I know it's scary, I've been there, how to make your videos stand out from the crowd, what the best video structure and length is for your own videos and what gear you need to get started. So do not miss this. There is a lot of value, a lot of golden nuggets in this episode. 
So get connected and listen to our conversation with Tracy Phillips. Tracy Phillips, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. We're going to have fun, David. It is. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, as I was uh, mentioning before we started recording, we have you on the show because there is a lot of alignment between uh, how you approach video recording, video creation, and how we approach podcast creation. Yeah. And, and there is a lot of connection. Like, even though these are different formats, um, what I always say here is skills are transferable. So a lot of yes. what you learn on podcasting, you all kind of play on video and vice versa. And, and video, video is a big thing. Video is that thing. <laughs> It is the thing. It, it Honestly, David, it used to be nice to have. And that's, I yep. put that in my little air quotes for those of you who are listening. It used to be nice to have. And not even too long ago, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get around to video. And it is an absolute mm-hmm. must have, which is yes. when you reached out for this interview. I'm so happy when podcasters mention video because they have to go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. They have to go hand in hand. It's, it's really, um, you know, people are trying to get to know you and putting a face to your podcast, yeah. not just like, you know, a nice picture, but an actual human who's real and raw is just going to help you exponentially bring more people into your into your podcast. Why today? Like, why has video become so important? Because eventually, like, we used to do this audiogram type of thing, yeah. like, it's just text with a, with a still image. But yeah. now we're recording video and we're po- posting that on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. And a lot of people are doing, why? Why is, it, why is it so relevant today? It's dynamic. And that's honestly because it's, it's, you can so quickly, other than toes to nose, which is what I say, when you're meeting someone in person, you really can get a feel for them and an energy around them. Whereas a still picture just doesn't do that. And, you know, you know, there's a the old saying, like a picture's worth a thousand words. I said, mm-hmm. well, if a still picture is worth a thousand words, imagine what a moving video is worth. Yeah. Right. You really get a feel for people. So whereas it used to be nice to have, and now we want to be creating video, it's because A, that's what your audience likes to digest. It's easy mm-hmm. to digest. It's easy to get a very quick feel for someone. And people retain more in a video. In fact, they they retain 95% more than written. So audio mm-hmm. is interesting. I wish I had looked that up because audio will probably falls somewhere in between. So a written yeah. post, people retain about 10%. A video, 95%. So audio podcasting is probably quite, it's up there, but adding a video element to it is really, again, it's just going to help you connect with your audience. Absolutely. Yeah. We've been, we've been working with video for the last few months. Uh, We decided to start recording and and to use video meaning for promoting the show. It's, it's been a great tool and it's been really fun. And, and as you were mentioning a moment ago, it is so important to give a face to your brand. Correct. Yes. It is. Right. And that's how you stand out. I mean, again, when a lot of people, they come to me, no one ever comes to me and they're like, my list is big enough. I have enough people. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who I am. It's the opposite, right? It's like, yeah. nobody knows who I am. It's And the excuse I hear a lot is it's too noisy. There's too many people. And mm-hmm. that's not true. Yeah. It's not true. It's a story people tell themselves so that they, you know, because putting yourself out there on video is scary. And what I hear a lot, so this is funny for podcasting, is a lot of my introverts will be like, well, I'll just do a podcast. <laughs> yes. Right? Right? So I, I'm an introvert myself. Yes. And that's so, so my introverts do much better than extroverts on camera. Once they, 
get comfortable enough on camera because, and this is going to, are you ready to have your mind blown? Where people get stuck with video is they think it's about them and your videos Mm -hmm. have nothing to do with you, right? Your video is about your audience, period. So when I do videos, I cover my face. There's no reason for me to ever see me. Mm -hmm. And so for my introverts, that helps them rip off the bandaid because I said, you should do a podcast. Absolutely. And then you need to do some video clips driving people to your podcast. And then they go, no, 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 thank you. No, can I just do one or the other? No, you cannot. So yeah, so it really is, um, it's necessary. It's necessary for every type of business, whether you're brick or mortar online, it doesn't matter. You need to put a face to whatever it is that you're offering. I absolutely love what you're saying. We insist always like whenever you're creating content online, you need to get yourself out of the formula. It has nothing to do with you. You are not the center of attention. Like it's not what you think, what you like is what your audience thinks, likes and what they prefer and what they need. Correct. So yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you in that, in that part. Now that you mentioned businesses, because like we, we are speaking about creating audio and video for businesses. Yeah. We are not speaking about like doing pranks or you're uh, filming no. or a cat doing <laughs> funny stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like it's not cat videos yeah. and, and pranks. It's creating content that provides value and that helps your business uh, to be more visible. So Tracy, we work with mainly uh, coaches. Uh, or, or service-based entrepreneurs that have like small businesses. So yes. like this group of people, how can they benefit from creating video online? So it's such a great question because again, like there's so many things in your business, whether you're a solopreneur, right? Like you're a small business. There's so many things you can outsource the marketing. Mm-hmm. You cannot, if you are the face of what you offer, you cannot outsource your video. It's simply yeah. like you have to show up. And so what people can do and why it's important for just even the smaller businesses is because sometimes people don't even know that you have something to offer simply by showing up. And this is, I love live video for this reason, because a lot of people will say, well, I heard live video doesn't work. And so I'll challenge them. Well, even on your profile page, go live. And they do. And they always come back and say the same thing. It did work. Right. And so I challenge people because a lot of times people simply don't know what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. And just, just in imperfect action, I'm all about taking imperfect action, just put, getting out there and saying, here's what I have, will get you some new clients. Mm-hmm. And so is it worth a couple minutes of your discomfort? To get new clients, it sure is. It sure is. And I don't say that flippantly. Like, I didn't want to put myself out there either. I loved being behind the camera. I loved telling people what to do. I had crew members to do everything, right? I was the boss and in charge. But when I transferred my business online, I had to be the face of my Mm -hmm. business. And it was scary. But I also realized, like, no one's going to know that I'm out there, you know, offering this unless I put myself out there. So... Yes, uh, I've seen a lot of particularly course creators, like they have a yeah. lot of knowledge and a lot of skills and a lot of information like to share and that will benefit their 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 clients and the students a lot. But then they go like, oh, nobody's buying from me. Why is that? It's right. because like they are not visible. People don't know who they are, what, offer, uh, what value they have to offer. 
So this is where creating content or video or podcasting is, is, is going to be key. And, and I think you mentioned a key point here. I think it's particularly true with video more than it is with podcasting. Uh, being afraid of of being visible or of exposing yourself. Yeah. And there is a video. I'm, I think I'm going to link this in the show notes. One of your videos is, are you willing to embrace the suck? So, so I love yes. that video. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so for everybody listening, I get it. I, you know, I don't want it to be, to sound like I'm flippantly saying like, just do video because we're not a Nike commercial. I don't want you mm-hmm. to just do it. I want you to do it because your desire to reach your audience is greater than your fear, but you have to embrace your suck. And, and honestly, David, this is a huge point. Uh, so if you're listening, lean in. I wanted them to lean in and hear something. Oh, you're not going to start out great at video. Okay. Listen, lean in. Nobody starts out great at video. You Mm -hmm. have to be a beginner. And this is what I call the expectation gap is people completely think that they're just going to wake up one morning and say like, woohoo. And it may be the same for podcasting in that there's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of, and and your world, they're probably like, I don't like the way I sound. In my world, Mm -hmm. it's, I don't like the way I look. And again, nobody cares. Only you care. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so, yes, embrace the suck. Yeah, you need to suck in order to get better. Like there is no way around it. You have to suck. You have to go there. No magic pill. Yeah. And and you know, uh, Tracy, what the funny thing is, is that the only person that thinks you suck is yourself. But whenever you show that content to other people, they're going to say, oh, this is so important because they are focusing on the message. They're not focusing on, oh, my face is too bright or my my voice or my uh, breathing is too loud. No. And that's, and so many people, they come into my world. And when we talk about knowing your audience, they come into my world asking all the tech questions, Mm -hmm. the lighting, the sound, the framing, the backgrounds, none of that really matters. I mean, it matters in that we want to see and hear you, but beyond that, Mm -hmm. they're interested in your content. They simply want to lean in, like teach them something they don't know, offer them something that they're looking for. And they're they're yours, and th- and that's what people complicate. They I I don't know. Um, I have a caricature. I call her perfectionist Patty because I work with a lot of entrepreneurial women who are experts, right? Offline, mm-hmm. they are the best at what they do, and then suddenly they have to put themselves online and do video, and they have to suck, and they don't like sucking at anything. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be an amateur. They don't want to be awkward. They're good at what they do. And so I developed Perfectionist Patty because she has all the stories in your head that are keeping you stuck. And I always tell them to tell Perfectionist Patty to suck it because she's trying <laughs> to hold you back, but you need to move forward and let the world know you have something to offer. Yeah. Better done than perfect. Always. Always. So people get stuck in perfect inaction. So they don't take any because mm-hmm. they're waiting to have the right mic, the right this, the right that. I just have to save money for a DSLR. I have to, and it's not necessary. So I really encourage my audience to take imperfect action. Yes. Whatever the, I went live this morning in a sweatshirt with no makeup on and my glasses have the little ring lights in them. It doesn't matter. I wanted to share something and I had time. So I did. Yes, yes, absolutely. Right? Like the gear and the perfection, like she'll never be an excuse. It's right. something it's something gradual, like you get there through time, both in terms right. of skill and it, right. like even in terms of gear. For example, now I have like a fancy microphone, fancy camera and everything. Right. But it's just now. But before I had a crappy camera and a crappy microphone and I used to work with that. 
Right. Because you got started. I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. people, like there's so many people out there who are successful who will tell you they don't start with the nicest stuff. They don't start with a team of people, but they start. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the difference. And for excuses, I like to say excuses are like belly buttons. Everybody has them and they really yeah. don't have a function. Right. Yeah. So stop with the excuses because that's you holding yourself back. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and and I I have a comment about that, and sometimes it's counterproductive. Like when you have when you want to have the perfect setup, it then it it ends up burning you out because you don't have the knowledge and you don't have the the expertise and the the experience of, of using this. I had the the, yeah. the experience of a client, like this person started a show, a podcast show, and she had like a multiple camera setup. That person has never used cameras before they had never podcasted before and out of the blue like they had like three cameras and two microphones and all this and that person burnt out because they had to constantly be checking all the settings and the angles and the lighting it was too much for them because they didn't have like the previous background and skills built before that they needed to be able to run that setup Right. And I like to call like in my world, what happens is someone will hear a video guru, they'll hear an expert, or will hear, they'll buy a $2,000 course. And then that person says, you need to buy this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I call, I call it the video graveyard and everybody has one. It's your garage or your closet, <laughs> yeah. your basement where you bought three point lighting and a fancy camera and stuff, but you have no idea how to use it. And it's not necessary to get it started. So it's nice something to aspire to want that. But again, uh, you know, when people ask me what's the best camera I can use for video, I say this without any snark or cheek. It's the one you're going to use. Mm-hmm. And many times, David, that's your finger and your phone. Yes. And that is plenty of equipment to get started with. It really is. And But again, yeah, but mine won't look like this person's. No, it won't, but it doesn't matter if your content mm-hmm. is good. And an interesting, I'm going to digress just for a moment, but an interesting fact that they've been doing studies on pre-produced videos versus live videos, off-the-cuff phone videos, same content. The videos that are kind of off-the-cuff, live, done on the phone, vertical, Mm -hmm. perform much better than the pre-produced, probably cost thousands and thousands of dollars in editing and all of that kind of stuff. So I want people to hear that is, do you really want that is your starting point if you can simply record it on your phone with really great content. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll leave, I'll let, I'll let that hang there for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. People are used to like, if it's too produced, it's at least like a TV ad already. So they, yeah, they already block their minds to that. Right. All right. Um, so moving a little bit to a different topic, Tracy, we, sure. we are podcast producers. We are podcast advocates. We love video as well. So podcasters, there are so many podcasters out there. It's usually easier to start a podcast than it is to start a video channel because of yeah. the tech, depending, of course, on your mindset as well, because like not like the tech should not be a barrier. Right. But how can podcasters or like a business owner who decides to start a podcast, how can they benefit from integrating video into their podcast? A couple different ways. And one is what you're doing now, right? You can actually record the podcast and Mm -hmm. you can use little clips of this interview to drive people to this interview. It's a nicer way to start, right? Because there's two of us chatting. It might not be as 
uh, scary as just you on on video. So that's one way is I would take a tiny clip. Like you were saying, it used to be you would take a still of someone and just put the the audio underneath it. That's fine, but mm-hmm. you'll probably get more engagement and drive more people if they can actually see you and I are having a conversation. I'm smiling, you're nodding, right? Like that's more engaging. That is yeah. more dynamic. The other way is to simply do little short videos saying like, oh my gosh, I interviewed Tracy Phillips and I'm telling you, we had such a good time. If it, like, so using just tiny little clips to drive people to your podcast is gold. It's gold and you can then turn those into ads. And that's what, you know, then you're driving people to your podcast instead of, I call it the field of dreams marketing, which is, you know, you spend all this time developing a podcast, getting interviews, doing all of that. And then it's like, but who's listening, right? So driving traffic is really important and video can be a big uh, component of that. And it doesn't have to be hard. Mm -hmm. So that's how I would use video. Yeah. Yes, yes, that, that's what we're doing. Uh, we, I started a TikTok account. I was like reluctant to do that because I thought I would <laughs> yeah. be like dancing and doing silly stuff. Yeah, no dancing, uh, no pointing. No, there is no yeah. dancing, luckily. No need for me to pay for dancing classes. Uh, but we've been doing like, we, we've been taking clips from more, from more episodes, from more interviews and solo yeah. episodes. And we'll be posting that. Uh, and that's great because like, it's it's content that offers a lot of value and that also drives right. uh, audience or that drives people to the main episode that is audio only. So, so we're, we're being really yeah. glad with that. And, and I've seen so many people doing it successfully. I think the, the person who has, maybe the, who, who started this trend was Joe Rogan with the, the yeah. JRA mm-hmm. clips. Yeah, it was, it was genius. Like it was, it's so simple, but it's still so effective. That is something I think every podcaster should replicate as like, yeah. Yeah. And what about... Behind the scenes, all of that. Like it can even be talking about the process of how you find guests. Do you want to mm-hmm. be a guest? Do you, it could be using video to find guests, right? Like there's so many different ways to use video. And I love, um, I loved simple, but effective. It's mm-hmm. simple, but effective. Yeah. And that's what we should all be aspiring to with video. We shouldn't be like complicated and I'm never going to do it, right? It's simple, but effective. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Love that. You gotta keep it simple. Yeah. Cause because as you as you mentioned, the like the product you have, the video, the great video you have or the great podcast episode you have, like that product is not the, the most important thing. The most important thing is you making sure that product reaches an audience. Correct. Correct. And that's when we talk about desires and fears, fears are what hold us back. Stories are what hold us back. So many mm-hmm. times it can be things you were told as a child, uh, you know. I do an entire module in one of my courses on mindset, and I actually hired a coach who boundaries and mindset is her thing, and she helped me develop because what happens is you have a story in your head that you've made true. Yeah. You're too fat. You're too loud. You're too quiet. You're too tech challenged. You could, like, it doesn't matter what the story is, but you've made it true. Mm-hmm. And simply flipping the script and saying, no, that's not true. And it doesn't even matter if you know what it is. That's not true. I have a desire to reach people and help them. If you can make that desire greater than your fear, you're going to succeed. Yeah. 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 And and, and, and maybe additional to that is like you can even embrace some of those uh, aspects and use them in your favor. 
Correct. Correct. And so a lot of times when people are nervous, especially on video, I tell them their audience would be nervous too, because their audience Mm -hmm. probably isn't putting themselves out there. So it's perfectly acceptable to show up and say, I am really nervous to be here. I don't like the way I look on camera. It's fine. Right. And then they love you even more because you're like, wow, she or he doesn't really love to do this, but it's so important that they share what they need to share. Yeah. And then again, that just really it, it really makes people fall in love with you because you're doing something scary for them, right? So it's about them. And again, I mm-hmm. cannot say this enough. Video is not about you yeah. as the producer of the video. It is about your audience reaching them, sharing what you have to offer and changing their lives. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. Tracy, there there is a question now that we're speaking about changing lives. So let's, it's a very common, I'm sure you've gotten this too. I'm a business owner. I'm a coach. I want to start changing people's lives through content. There are so many options out there. There is uh, blogs, there is a live video, there is pre-recorded yeah. video, and there is podcasts. What could be like, if, if we were to balance out podcasting and video, What could be like the advantages or disadvantages between these two items? So I would start with live video Mm -hmm. because you get a feel for yourself. You get a feel for who you are on video, which will be similar to podcasting. So again, I'm not saying like, I I feel like, I feel like the podcasting and the live video could, could coexist, right? Mm -hmm. And you could do both, but Mm -hmm. live video is forgiving. Live video allows you to show up like a human. There's so much fear that people have around live video, but I can tell you as somebody who goes live once or twice a week, it is so much easier than pre-recorded video. Mm-hmm. And it's so much easier than writing a blog or a newsletter. And again, like, do people even see that? I don't know. Right. And so, so I think live video, if you don't know where to start in online marketing, you want to put yourself out there because the point of live video is not to have people on there with you. It's to have a library of content that you can send people. So if you are starting a podcast, also start some live videos talking about what you have to offer. And then you have this library of videos that can help people. I like to say it's like the Netflix, right? They can binge watch it. Uh, and then and then they fall in love with you. Again, mm-hmm. the idea is that they fall in love with you, but they can't do that if you're not showing up. And live video, again, you can show up and be imperfect. I want you to. My best live videos are the ones where things that are unexpected happen because that's real life. My dog comes in and tries to take the pillow off and I'm mm-hmm. you know, still trying to go live while like holding him back. People are laughing at that because that's real life. Or my daughter comes bounding in, even though the door is closed and she's like, mom. And then she goes, Oh, (laughs) are you live? Right? Like, yup, buddy, I am right. But people love that because that's real. I don't have to show up professorial. I don't have to show up as this like very quaffed, perfect person. And in fact, quite the opposite. No one would really say like, Oh, I can do that. They'd be like, uh, that feels unattainable to me. Mm-hmm. You want to meet people where they are. So I would say with like live video, because seriously, all you need is your finger and your phone to get going with live video and get comfortable. And again, it's not about you. And you want to make sure when people come to me and they're like, I don't know what to talk about. They do know what to talk about. They just need to like get their thoughts out of their head is what you're talking about is what matters to your audience, Mm -hmm. not what you have up here, but what are they searching for? And then just talk about one thing, one thing. 
per video. Mm-hmm. No yeah. fire hoses, no, right? Like just pick one thing and say like, okay. And then no, you know, drive them somewhere. Maybe it's to the podcast and I'm starting a podcast, get on the wait list. Great. Right. So I just think, I think live video, I'm obviously a fan, but I think it's the easiest way to get started with video. Absolutely. And I think you can articulate both because uh, as a podcast producer, something that we do uh, like very often is repurpose these live video recordings into podcast episodes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and you know, like with video, I call it deja video. It's like, Mm -hmm. how do you use the same video over and over again? And that's exactly how you pull out little clips. You use it for an ad. You send people. I mean, like there's so many different ways that I use video and I only had to do it once. Mm-hmm. I simulcast. I simulcast from Facebook uh, and and LinkedIn and YouTube. You were like, I'm simulcasting into five different places natively, according mm-hmm. to those places, right? But I don't have to go live five different times. I'm going live once. Mm-hmm. So I get all of that traction from just 10 to 15 minutes of my day. All right. You, you just made a segue into my next question. Oh, good. Tracy, <laughs> Tracy well, what do you think is, is the most effective platform for, for making an impact? Like, is it Facebook? Is it LinkedIn? Because like there are so many options. Where do you get the most engagement and the most views on your videos? So this is an interesting question, David, because my answer is going to be different than your answers, mm-hmm. right? So like we were talking about Instagram earlier and you're like, I'm not a huge, I'm not huge on Instagram. I don't because I was active on Instagram, did some tests, mm-hmm. although I had great engagement on Instagram, I wasn't getting any buyers from Instagram. So okay. I have a presence over there. My buyers come from LinkedIn and Facebook. So if you're brand new and you're starting, you have to figure out where are your folks hanging out, right? So, and, and it sounds like such a cheesy answer, right? It's like, well, how do I know that? But you have to test. And here's what I want to encourage people though. Pick one. This is where it becomes overwhelming of like, I have to do reels over here and stories over here and this over here and a YouTube video and like, you know, YouTube videos are a completely different structure than a live video. Mm-hmm. So don't do both of those if you have no video experience. That's too much to take on. Start with live video, and then you can figure out your YouTube video strategy. They're just different strategies. So where you should be doing your videos, going like posting your videos, is where you think the majority of your folks hang out. And this really comes back to like my number one pet peeve in marketing, but in video is you have to know your audience. Yeah. Right. Like my audience is 45 year old women who were professionals and are now trying to translate their professionalism offline to an online business. Where do professionals hang out on LinkedIn? Right. And so I put more efforts into LinkedIn because I love the women who come from there expect to pay me because I'm the video expert. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do a lot of nurturing. I am solving their problem. Oh, I have a program and she looks professional and I'm professional and she's telling me she can help me get on video. I'm going to pay her to do that. Right. And so I put most of my efforts into LinkedIn and Facebook because that's where my buyers come from. Okay. I'm taking a lot of notes here. <laughs> LinkedIn. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not very familiar with LinkedIn, but I think it's also, um, a cultural thing because like where I live is not, is not a big platform. It's something oh, yeah. still, like very unknown, but I know, for example, in the States, in Canada, in other countries is huge. 
I would, I would, I would challenge you, David, to check that out because it's growing. And also, like I said, that is where professionals hang out. So you have a skill that can translate to any country. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be right. Like, so, so you can put yourself out there and then suddenly people are like, oh, well, like there may not be a lot of people offering what you have to offer on LinkedIn. And then suddenly David shows up and you're Mm -hmm. offering it and they're like, oh, well, I do want to start a podcast. I had no idea that this was a thing that could be done so easily. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. I'm doing that. I used to be like uh, we used to put a lot of focus on Instagram. Yeah. But oh my God, it's it's such a pain. Just like to get it like a small amount of growth. It's so hard yeah. because of the algorithm changes and stuff. That, and I would oh I would encourage people like if you are on Instagram to look at your numbers. So so this is where this is where suddenly it goes from like video is sexy to video is science because it's all about the math and video tells you so much. It tells you how long your videos should be. Mm-hmm. It tells you who's watching, who's so on Instagram. Uh, what I was finding, and again, I have clients who are older than I am who are doing great on Instagram, but my folks were not buying. So they were scrolling and liking and commenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But unless that effort turns into a sale, I'm not going to put a whole lot of effort over there. And this is where people get lost because they're like, no, no, no. Everybody keeps telling me I have to be on Instagram and I'm I'm out here going like, not if you don't really want to, right? Like, I never want my clients to do stuff they don't want to do other than make videos. So they, that's the only thing I, I require, right? And so I don't care where they're making videos or where they're posting videos, but you need to start somewhere. And if you're not doing any videos, pick one and try it there. Hello there. Sorry for the interruption, but I'm sure you'll appreciate this. We are always creating new tools and resources to help you improve your craft as a podcaster. A manual for your podcast guests to sound and look better? We've got it. A content calendar template to organize your show? We've got that too. A guide to buy the best recording equipment without breaking the bank? Yes, we've got that as well. We even have a course on how to record podcasts. Get your hands on these resources today at TalkingSilkworm.com resources. We're constantly updating this page with new tools and resources just for you. Remember, TalkingSilkworm.com resources. All right, that's it for this special message. Now let's get back to the episode. There are so many people doing a live video or, or like pre-recorded video uh, on their different social media profiles or YouTube channels, etc. Yeah. How can we make our video stand out from the crowd? So that's such a great question. Simply by going live, you're going to stand out from the crowd because not everybody's mm-hmm. making like great videos. They're just making what I call video vomit, which is mm-hmm. they haven't thought through. <laughs> so the first thing is to have a goal. Like, why are you going live or why are you uploading? And I'm just going to dip in really quickly before I finish the rest of this is live video. Your audience prefers live video to pre-recorded video. Oh. So even on a replay. So I want to think, I want everybody to think about that for a second. Your audience knows when you've been live, it has a different energy to it. And so I, again, it's just another plug for live video, but so the first part is having a goal, right? So, so if you are simply going live to go live and you don't know where you're driving people to, they don't know, right? Like they don't know what you're doing either. And so the way to stand out is to say, I'm here today to do this then teach it, then send them somewhere. So Mm -hmm. it's really that call to action is so important. And a call to action can be asking for a comment. Listen, engagement 
is your best friend. And I don't mean likes, shares are great, but you want to encourage people to specifically answer something in your video. And so I will ask questions. So when you talk about how do you stand out, there's a couple of things. At the beginning of my video, I never say, hey, this is Tracy. Nobody cares. Nobody mm-hmm. cares. They want to know what I'm going to teach. I'll say like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here because I had this aha moment. And I felt right like, notice if you're watching, if you're listening to this, I'm being very, very effusive with my gestures. Gesture at the beginning of your live because, or at the beginning of any of your videos, because you're trying to stop people's scroll. I call it a scroll stopper. So you're literally just using, and you don't have to be crazy animated bunny rabbit like I am. That's what my husband calls me. He's like, you are one animated bunny rabbit, right? You don't have to do that, but you can just be like, hey, stop, or something that's going to stop the scroll. The other is to have a compelling description. I cannot tell you how many times I'm scrolling and the video kind of looks interesting. The person maybe looks interesting, but there's absolutely no information about the video whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop. So that's how you stand out is, and I, I like to use emojis. And again, I, it's not childish, a stop sign with, you don't want to miss this. I just posted a video that says results that'll have you saying, I want what she's having, which is a line from a movie, or I'll have what she's having, which is a line from a movie with Meg Ryan. And it's very well known, but the idea is, you're, you're going to want the same results. So that's a video I would stop and watch. It didn't take me more than five seconds to think of that. They call it the hook. They call it whatever it is. Just think about stopping somebody's scroll. And the other is, again, we're going to talk about like, how do you stand out? Show up. Yeah. Because it feels like everybody's doing video. It feels like there's so many people, but that's not actually the truth. And in fact, there's a great statistic that 10% of businesses are using video effectively, 10% of online businesses. So if you think about that, there's a lot of room for growth with video. So although it feels like there's so much competition, I don't really like to think about things as competition. There's enough room for everybody on the interwebs. So much room. Yeah. There's so much room for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. There's a business for everyone. Absolutely. Everyone. One more point I want to make is people buy human to human. They're not buying your course. They're not buying your widget. They're not buying your classes or your membership. They're buying you. And so video is that wonderful way. So somebody else could be teaching video, video strategy, but people will be attracted to me in the way that I talk to them. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of room for that other person. And so that's a really important point is that if people are buying human to human, you need to show up on video to say like, hey, here I am. I'm your new human. Right. And it doesn't yes. have to be perfect. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Is is how you resonate, like how your personality resonates with with that, like that Correct. potential buyer's personality. Even yeah. though, like, you can have five people offering the, exactly the same service, exactly. no, everybody is going to resonate with each, like, all of of, of the five no. people. And you know, you follow myself. I am not everybody's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I have no filter. I like to say I am not a happy clapper club. Like, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear and that you're doing yeah. a great job unless you are, right? And so. I don't mind kind of pushing away the people aren't the, who aren't a good fit because we're never going to be a good fit. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to change who I am or how I show up to fit into that box. It's just never going to happen. But that took me, it took me a while to figure out being on camera, like, yeah, it's okay. I don't mind. Like, I swear I don't do it 
a lot, but I do it enthusiastically when I'm in the right. Like, so, <laughs> but I'm not going to filter. Yeah. Right? And that's the point. Cause I'll have someone say like, I really don't like when you swear. And I'm like, I really don't think we're going to be a good fit. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. So it's, it's important to really like embrace showing up as you and understand that it may take a little bit of time to figure out who that person is. Mm -hmm. And again, embracing the suck, I'll bring it back around, embracing the suck and knowing like eh, your first couple lives, your first videos may not be great. It doesn't matter. And something I will add, and I'm sure it happens with video because it happens a lot with podcasts is even though it seems so many people are creating them. Yeah. A lot of people do not go beyond the 10th piece of content. Like I, they go maybe to the 10th podcast episode or maybe the 20th and they, they fade away. They disappear. They stop yeah. creating content. But a lot of that comes down to goals. So for in my world, in my video world, I have a live video um, class and, you know, it's it's designed for people who have never gone live or for the people who have gone live once or twice, but they're not going live consistently. And that sounds mm -hmm. like what you're talking about because they think they don't have a problem because they're like, oh, no, I don't have a problem going live. And I say, so are you going live once a week? Well, no, I got really busy and it's an excuse, right? So they still need that push to keep going live consistently, to keep making the podcast consistently. And the reward is at the end. Like it is not you know, like my husband likes to say, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah. So you're not going to go out of the gate and get a million downloads on your first podcast, right? You're going to keep showing up on your podcast and you're going to keep showing up and people are going to like what you have to offer. And then they're going to start sharing the content and that, right? Like it's a process. Yes, yes, yes. I totally agree with that. Um, now, going back to something you mentioned, I think it's a very important point. Uh, going back to the thing of live video, you were saying that it creates a lot of engagement, not only when it's live, but also in the replays. The magic is in the replay. Yeah, okay. Tell me a little more, a little bit more about that, because like that, that's news to me, but I think it's very, very relevant. Yeah, so there's two parts of this. First is when people go live, they think there's going to be lots of people on there with them. And that's not true. I've been going live for five years. I'm happy when there's like 30 people on with me, if that. I don't really care how many people are on with me live because I know the magic of my live is actually in the replay. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is two, twofold. One, I'm creating a video library. So when people find me, I have Facebook ads. They go, they check me out on Facebook and they're like, oh my gosh, she's got so many videos here. And they just start binge watching my videos. Now, they don't know that there was maybe one person on that video two years ago. They're just interested because they've gotten the information. The second part of that is, you know, video views are so inexpensive these days that you can take your live and drive traffic to it. You can put it in front of people for very little money without having to get like into the ads manager and that type of thing. But you can, you know, it used to be, I would be like, don't boost your post, don't boost your post, don't boost your post because, you know, Facebook was sending it out to 28 billion people. Now mm -hmm. you can target. And so yeah. you can, right. So now for like a dollar a day, you can get thousands and thousands of people to, to, to watch your video. And then when you do have something, you're going to send them to your podcast. You have this audience who has already seen you. You're no longer a stranger. You know, and then I talked about like live video has a different energy to it. What we're doing right now has a different energy to it, which, which makes 
the podcast nice to listen to because people can tell like, oh, David and Tracy are excited. Mm -hmm. Right? Like if we were trying to, if we were, if we scripted this and tried to go off of a script, it would not have the energy at all that it has right now. And so people know that and they can feel that. So that's what I mean when, when I say that people prefer your live video, they prefer live video. It's, you know, there are statistics behind that. But so again, when you pre-record video, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. It's editing. It's, you know, and these are more excuses, more reasons not to do it. So start with live video. Clearly I'm a fan of live video, David. Yeah. Like <laughs> yes, yes. No, but I, I'm totally, I'm totally aware that it's, it's very effective. Uh, the engagement is, it generates is very strong. And, and, and sometimes like there are some creators that are, are, they follow. And usually when they drop a call to action, yeah, like I execute on that, on that call to action on the spot. Like I don't wait. I do it right Correct. at the moment. Correct. And having a call to action is so important. Like I said, if you're somewhere where you haven't quite, like I have lead magnets, I have other videos, I have, you know, helpful things that I can send people to a wait list. But sometimes a great call to action is simply learning about your audience, ask them something specific. So here's a pet peeve of mine is when people do videos and they're like, just drop a comment and let me know if you liked my video. You don't need validation. That doesn't help you learn anything about your audience. What you Mm -hmm. want to ask is something specific. What is your biggest struggle with live video right now? What is it that's holding you back? What like something specific? And then when you're done, engage with them, Mm -hmm. answer their question, make sure where like, that's the other thing is you don't want to ghost people. Like if they're there and they're answering you, I mean, I have ads running, people comment on the ads. We still go, we go in there and answer every single comment to make sure that people feel heard. And that is just such a, uh, I think it's an overlooked gift for, for really like, like grow, I say growing, growing a bunch of super fans, right? Like mm-hmm. they just become super fans. They're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe she really answered. And I do another way I use video. I don't know if you've ever heard of Bonjoro. It's B O N J O R O. And they're little, um, it's like loom, but rather than, you know, like it's, it's you're sending a personalized video to somebody's email. Okay. And so it's delivered right to the email. So Loom, you can't do that. Like Bonjoro, I do a 30 second for every single person who joins my world. I would say like, hey, David, oh my gosh, this is Tracy. I'm so glad. I just wanted to put a face to the name and let you know that there is an actual human on the other end of automation. Why don't you go over to Video Playground and check out my private group? My numbers went from 7% when I wasn't doing Bonjoro, so I wasn't adding a video element to my funnel, to 55 to 60% are now showing up in my group. So that's a huge jump based on one 30-second video. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to be adding the address to this tool you mentioned on oh, the yeah. show Bonjoro.com. for listening. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm going to be adding that. Oh, my God. So I, I didn't know that existed. So it is, it's interesting. There's a lot of other ones, but they don't connect to your CRM. Like, so Bonjuro specifically, it connects to my CRM. Someone joined, you know, they, they click a link from Facebook from an ad. They join my list. Bonjuro sends me, it's on my phone, a little like, Hey, Teresa, like send Teresa a video. And so I actually have, I have my little goose arm. I do it on my phone. It is very imperfect. If it's on a Sunday, I'm in sweats. Right. So that is, but that's another form of video and I'm the video lady. So Mm -hmm. like getting, and people click it because they're like, there's no way she sent me an individual. There's no way. 
And then when I say their name and maybe I say their email or I'm like, oh, I'm so interested in blah, 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 they're blown away because in the digital age, to have that personalized connection with someone is huge. And it's been huge as far as like moving people faster down, down the line, right? Where it used to take four or five months for people to become a buyer that has shortened dramatically to like a month, Mm -hmm. right? So that's revenue. (laughs) so that's yeah so that's how and that's how we monetize video right that's yeah just driving people where you want them to go and and the the value of one-on-one conversations because we usually aim and this is a common thing we usually aim for getting like millions of views or thousands of views and like followers and stuff like but like you like the 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 way for you to get those conversions is by having the one-on-one conversations And I'm going to tell you something, David, like all of those numbers are nice, but they're vanity numbers. And there Mm -hmm. was a great, there was an Instagram story in it. I tell this often because she was an Instagram influencer. I think she had 36 million followers, whatever it was, it was a ridiculous amount of followers. And one of the people, one of her sponsors said, okay, you know, we want you to promote our t-shirts and you have to sell this t-shirt. She could not sell. And the number was ridiculous. It was like 200 t-shirts. She was crying. So to have that many, but it's not translating to sales. Yes. Right. Because that's not why people are there. They thought she was cute and funny and liked what she was wearing and blah, blah, blah. But when it came to her saying like, okay, y'all, like I need you to buy this t-shirt. People are like, "Eh, okay, move on. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's really about knowing your audience and knowing the platform you're on and what you're asking of your audience. But to me, all of those views, the likes, the hearts, those are vanity numbers. Right. I want to have a one-on-one conversation and then that person be like, oh my gosh, I totally need your course. Yes, I love that. I'm taking a lot of notes here. Oh my God. Well, that's good. Okay, Tracy. So uh, we've covered we've covered mindset <laughs> and yes. we've covered the the effectiveness of video for your business. Okay, like why you should yeah. uh, why you should be creating video and how to how to tackle that fear of talking into to the camera. Like you have to go through the process of, of sucking. Yeah. It's it's necessary. You have to suck it. And listen, you're talking to no one. I get it. Like you're talking, I say like, you know, how do you get comfortable talking to the little green dot? Practice. Yes. Right? No, nobody likes doing that at first. I certainly didn't. Right? It feels and weird talking into a lens. It's so weird. It's so weird. But just like, okay, the video lady just said it was weird. It is. <laughs> yes. And... You just have to get used to it, right? Yes. So that's my little tiny whip that I carry is like, okay, I admit yes. it's weird and just do it anyway. Yeah, I think I think we can learn from from kids. Like they just play the phone oh, and gosh. start dancing. They don't care who's watching. They do it. Nope, they don't care. No shame. Okay, now um, the technical side. I think I think this is probably the... It's not not as important, but it's still relevant. I'm sure you have resources that we are going to link to. So maybe I do, we... and I even have I have like a little video. I don't know how you would host this, but it like or I can put it up on Vimeo and it can be hosted there. But I have this little like it's like a five minute. I call it the bare bones basics of mm-hmm. video. You know, so it's lighting, framing, background. Mm-hmm. So so if you want access to that video, I'm happy to share it because the truth yes. is though, like. I I have access to very expensive equipment and crews and like all of that. I don't ever use them, mm-hmm. right? I record my videos using Zoom. Yeah. I have a ring light. My my light in this room, if you're watching, you can see it looks fine because I just have a, I have a window here and a ring light there specifically, right? Like 
It's a ring light. I can send you my resources guide of what I recommend. You don't need a lot of fancy. So mm-hmm. I go live from my laptop. Uh, we had the conversation. I usually don't even use my earbuds, but there's construction out there. So I wanted to make sure the audio was clean. Just needs to be clean. And then I would say the, the pet peeve I have, and again, if you're listening, this won't make sense. But if you're watching is people don't, they don't step forward into their framing. They stay super small. So they're like, uh-huh. they're so there's too much headroom. And, and there's a psychological factor behind that too. If you're making yourself small in the frame, you think of yourself as someone small, meaning yep. you don't, you, you're not worthy of being seen. And so fill the frame. I like to say no more than an inch at the top. You want to fill the frame you want. And this is the same, whether you're doing it on your phone or your computer, but those are the important things. You want to light yourself up. You want to make sure people can hear you and you want to make sure you are filling the frame. And then as far as background and that type of thing, I like, I like to say, keep it simple and keep it clean. Mm-hmm. You don't want people to try and figure out what's a lot of people. I don't know what it is. It's like a compulsion. They plop themselves in front of a bookcase. Oh yeah. Um, there's like all of her, do you see it all the time? Like, it's all yeah. her stuff. It's so full yeah. of things. So yeah. I am an avid reader. So what I'm doing is I'm like, Oh God, I read, I read that. I love that. I'm not listening to you anymore. Cause I'm trying to figure out what's on your bookshelf. Yeah. So you want to make sure there's nothing distracting behind you. Another thing I have that I can share with your audience is I have a really fun little what to wear camera tips. So colors that look great on camera and colors that don't. And so I can share, it's just a little, a little card that I like to send to people when I'm interviewing them, um, just colors that look good. So I'll share that with you as well. But the tech, you know, you can make the tech as easy or hard. And I said it earlier, Honestly, the best camera is going to be the one you're going to use. If that's your phone, use your phone. If it's your computer, use your computer. Beyond that, you're making up excuses. Absolutely. Yes, because usually... That That was my tiny whip again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. People people are upset sometimes uh, over the tech and it doesn't matter. Like you can gradually improve it like because you can buy an expensive camera but then find out you don't know how to use it or it's not what you need. No. It. So if you start simple, you, then once you get used to what right. you need, you get to know what you need, you can buy the gear that fits your right. needs. Exactly. Yeah, I totally. And I, and, and I really want to encourage people to hear that because you do not need a DSLR to start. They're great. Mm-hmm. I love them. That's what you can aspire to. Yeah. So, so yeah, so you can start quite simply. And again, coming from, the, I've, I have a 20 year production background. You know, it used to be, you couldn't make videos for under tens of thousands of dollars because the equipment was humongous and expensive and had tapes and really, I mean, it was, it was a little bit crazy to be able to produce a video. It's so easy now. Everybody has access to it on their computer or on their phone, so it is so accessible to everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. I, I have, I have like pretty much. You can have a, a pro quality production. Yeah, with around like I don't know five hundred dollars or so, like five yeah. to oh, yeah. five hundred to a thousand dollars, and you can have like pro level quality audio and video. Pro level for sure. So now moving from the taking to the structure, length. Length. This, that, this is a common question. How how long should my videos be? How inappropriate can I be? Can I be a little inappropriate? Go I ahead. Like to... Yeah, okay, go, so go ahead. I really tried to curb it, but I cannot think of a better analogy. And so I like to say that the length of your video is like a mini skirt. It mm-hmm. needs to be short enough to keep me interested and long enough to cover the bare essentials. Okay. I'll let everybody think about that for a second. But the answer there is it doesn't matter. 
like, so what, what people get caught up on is like, oh no, but this person said I needed to be going live for 30 minutes so that Facebook goes out into the world. Well, that's true if you have millions of users <laughs> who are or viewers, but if you're just starting out, start with five minutes. And mm-hmm. quite honestly, I make YouTube videos. My videos are between four and six minutes. Why are they between four and six minutes? Because when I started making 10 minute videos, my YouTube guy was like, your audience likes them between four and six minutes. Well, then I'm going to make them between four and six minutes. So that's shorter, Yeah. right? Get to the point. So what I don't want people doing is trying to make it longer. And I think if you can commit to like a five minute video, and we're talking live, it's pre-recorded and it's for something specific. You know, when I teach homepage videos, those are 90 seconds minute and a half, right? But those are pre-recorded, pre-scripted, that type of thing. So the videos don't have to be as scary and long as people think they need to be. Uh, start out, and I think, especially if you're going live, if you say you're going to go live for five minutes, there's no way you're only going to go live for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Because, um, and I have a structure too, I, I'm promising you a lot of things, so someone's going to have to remind me what I'm promising. But I, I have a cheat sheet, a Thrive On Live cheat sheet, that goes over the structure of the perfect live video. So like it never changes. The structure of your live video never changes. You plug in your own content there. There's, it's definitely going to be at least seven minutes because you know, you have the hook, then you're going to teach something, then you're going to recap, then you're going to, you know, you have a call to action. That's going to take you at least five to seven minutes. So, right. Like, so I think uh, what I like to do is just tell people commit to doing a live. Don't commit to how long it's going to take or commit to doing a video. Don't worry about how long it is because what I see too much of are people trying to pull the the content and make it longer. And that's mm-hmm. painful. It's painful for everyone. Yeah. 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 Right. And I like to say you can make a short six minute video or you can make a really long six minute video. Yeah. So, right. Like it just really depends on the content you're sharing. Yeah, I remember I used to take this creative writing course, and that's what the teacher used to say. When, you, when you're writing a story, it needs to be as long as it needs to be. It, it, right. like, it doesn't need to be longer than that or shorter than that. Like, Correct. you need to tell the story, no matter if it's a page or five pages on t- or right. ten pages or two paragraphs. Just as long as it needs to be. Right. And I hope that's liberating for everybody. I hope everybody listening is like, what? Right. Like what? Yeah. So like, I hope I didn't just blow your, blow your earphones out there too. But yeah. So, <laughs> so I, yeah, like I, I hope that everybody hears that and, and that they're excited to start making videos because it's not as hard as either you're making it in your head or, or you're watching these influencers and they're making it seem much harder than it mm-hmm. needs to be. Yeah. Okay. My final question to wrap, to wrap this up, uh, Tracy. Three tips. If you were to give a, a, a small business owner who has no previous experience on video recording yeah. or live video, like what are the key main tips to get started and be successful in the in the mid and long term with their video strategy? Yeah. The first is to be real and raw and just admit that you need video. <laughs> so like it's like alcohol is anonymous. You have to admit you have a problem. You have to admit that you need video and that you're willing to do video so that you're going to show up real. You're going to show up raw. You're not going to be perfect. The second is to know your audience because this is, this is really important because if you get caught in your head of what I need to talk about is all the things swirling in my head. No, just go into a Facebook group, see what people are asking about what you offer and go live about one of those things. That's what they want to know. And then the third one is just, it's basically just just knowing that it's it's a it's it's not a sprint. 
that there's mm-hmm. that you're going to have to suck again but then from the suck you're going to get better and from the better you're going to get traction and from the traction you're going to get clients and so or you know fill your calendar or whatever it is you're looking for sell your widgets but but it's not it's not um a one and done you don't get to do one video and then right so that would be my advice on on getting started with video Okay, okay. So those are three very important tips. Uh, Tracy, you have promised us a lot of resources. So I'm going to be <laughs> chasing you via email so you can provide Please all those to, to us. Yes, the, the video on how to record video. Yep. The cheat sheet and the thing for like what colors to wear when you What to wear. Video. I think I got it. I'll try and send that to you today. <laughs> where can we find you and where can we connect with you, Tracy? Yeah, so you can find me uh, videoscriptsuccess.com. That's all one word, video script success. And then where I really want you to come, if you are on Facebook, I want you to look up Video Playground with Tracy Phillips. Uh, you have to answer three super simple questions, which, by the way, people, this is where I come up with my live content from people answering questions. But come into my world because that's where I hang out and I do. I hang out there a lot. You can tag me, ask me specific video questions. Uh, most likely I'll go live with your answer, but I will definitely answer your individual questions over there. Okay, so uh, I'll make sure to add the link to your Facebook group and to your website on the show notes Great. for those listening Perfect. to go check the, the Facebook group and, and, and all the other resources Tracy has to offer to us. And Tracy, so glad to have you on the show. It's been really so fun. Be uh, it's so cool to talk to you after all this time because, uh, as I mentioned, I have been following our Instagram for a while. Yay! So it's really it's really cool to get to talk to somebody who, like... You see. You, like, you used to follow their content. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to, to have that interaction, that, that person-to-person interaction. So really glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much, David. This has been a blast, as I knew it would be. Thanks for tuning in to the Talking Silkworm podcast. We hope today's episode is valuable to your journey towards building your audience by using the power of your voice. Remember to follow us on social media for more insights, updates, and behind-the-scenes content. Find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us at info at TalkingSilkworm.com. We'd love to hear from you. Remember to subscribe to our show to get the latest episodes and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you in the next episode.